my name is John. This is my good buddy, Andy. And we're your hosts for Packers Blitz Podcast, a podcast done by two diehard Packer fans, survived the dark times of the 1980s of Packers football, and lived to talk about it. So this podcast is always dedicated to the world's greatest fans, Packer fans. Let's get right into it with Rapid Fire Packer News with Andy. Rapid Fire! Go! <laughs> Go, go, go. Uh, so first oh. thing, uh, Packers fans, as any as everybody all, probably already knows, starting left tackle David Bakhtiari's bulky knee might cause him to miss significant time and may be out for the season. Uh, he is currently on IR. Anything to add with that, John? Quickly, did you hear no, any updates on is, that? I'm, I'm telling you right now, Packer fans, you will not see him on the field with a Packer uniform again. I'm sorry. I just, I, that's my feeling. I know I'm bumming everybody out. Just don't see it happening. But who knows, right? But that's my opinion. The reason I say that is because Joe Thomas, the uh, great offensive lineman from the Cleveland Browns, came forward on a podcast I was listening to, and he said, that's kind of the same problems I had. <laughs> and I went, no, <laughs> no. Yep. Joe Thomas. He's yeah, but Joe Thomas yeah. got out at the right time then. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, he, didn't he, just prolong on, it. he just said on the podcast, he said, the reason I got out, because he goes, I wanted to quit while I was ahead, meaning I wanted to be able to walk, play with my kids, um, still have, he says he still has issues and he's in rehab every day. And he said, do I really want to do this, you know, for the next, three, five years? Um, no, I just don't. And if you see Joe Thomas today, you would not recognize him. He looks like Andy and I. He is not big. <laughs> he's about our size. And the poor guy just looks like he's in his 60s. He just limps around everywhere and just kind of, just, you know, he's a, he's a great sportscaster, by the way. If you ever get a chance to listen to him, uh, for Cleveland, he does Cleveland sportscast. Uh, for the Browns, he's an amazing, amazing sportscaster. He's he's really good. So, you and, know, and former you Wisconsin Badger great. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. Right. Okay, so we bum people so, out. <laughs> yes. Way to start it. This Way isn't to totally off. rapid fire, but uh, we're going to keep this short on the Packers news. We'll Second we'll thing keep. I wanted to mention. Uh, interesting, you know, article that I read. Um, and we're going to stop at three, by the way, Packer fans. So the second thing I wanted to mention was uh, the Packers offense has sputtered, sputtered at the start of the last three games. Uh, Green Bay has only scored three points in the first quarter. Those three points, by the way, were a gift from Jared Goff on a horrible interception and a long return by Rudy Ford. And so Rudy. I think our, actually our offense backed up uh, after they got the ball, but he had us in really good position. And then luckily mm -hmm. Anders Carlson made the field goal. He's perfect, by the way. Thank you, Anders, for that. Um, yep. So at least we had three points. But, um, again, yeah. our offense is not doing well. Like, sorry, another mm -hmm. downer for Packers fans. I figured I'd mention that. It was kind of interesting. And I figured I'd mention it. So I don't know if that's really news, but that's what, what's been happening the last mm -hmm. few games. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Problems uh, getting going on offense. And then the third thing, essentially, uh, opposing defenses are daring Jordan Love to throw it. Packers yeah. head coach Matt LaFleur said, mm-hmm. and he said, we knew that they were going to load the box, end quote. So I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> so mm-hmm. let me get this straight. You knew you knew this. And the, and the Packers offense mm-hmm. uh, that, that you coach is going backwards, okay? Mm-hmm. So not mm-hmm. only the slow starts – have become a huge problem, but also the coaching has become a huge problem. Yeah, uh, You have to be able to script plays to effectively combat what you know the opposition is going to do. Uh, so uh, any thoughts on that, John, before we move on to our rants? No, uh, we're, we're, we're going up. right into the rants because that will be a great uh, okay. jump into. Segway. Uh, oh, segue. <laughs> thank you. Yes. So Packers Reds. Uh, here's my rant. We're going to get right into it. Okay. So, I know this is old news, but just stay with me, Packer Blitz fans, Packer fans. So, my rant, it goes like this. Detroit is not better than us. They're more physical and play with more confidence. And what I saw was when Andy and I were doing the preview, we said, we're the 16th rated defense and the lions detroit are 17. and we went through a bunch of stats because andy's the stat guy here at packers blitz and they're almost identical but here's the thing that happened one of the biggest things i saw in that game was as soon as we got punched in the mouth you know we started to lay down and either you're going to, when you get punched in the mouth, either you're going to get up or you're going to lay down. And Packers laid down. When I was watching that game, it was 22, and Andy might bring this up, so if I'm stepping on you, oh well. <laughs> 22 pressures on, on Jordan Love. 22. Okay, in a normal game with a pretty good defense, if you get 10 to 12 pressures on that quarterback, on a quarterback, wow, you're doing really well. I mean, like a guy against Mahomes or Joe Burrow or anybody like that, higher echelon guys, top five guys, and you get 10 to 12 pressures or more, man, you are rocking. They got 22. Now, here's the thing that, again, when I saw them just out physical us, it was just, there's punching us in the mouth, and we're taking it. And Lafleur is taking it. And it comes back to, to me, right now, <laughs> Detroit are the new Vikings. Okay, so when I say that, you're like, wait a minute, the Vikings suck now. I'm not talking about the Vikings right now. I'm talking about the Vikings three, four years ago when they had a really solid team and they had a really solid defense and they would come into uh, Lambeau and just punch us in the mouth. And they were more physical. They were just more demanding. And Aaron Rodgers didn't know what to do. He would just get punched in the mouth, and we'd sit here and go, okay. And Mike McCarthy would just be like, well, you know, maybe we should. And there was just no game plan. There was nothing getting done right. And, you know, sure, the Bears suck, and the Vikings right now are the Vikings. And Detroit is starting to piss me off. 
Jared Goff is starting to act like every time that he beats us, they won the Super Bowl. I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> you beat a mediocre team at Lambeau, and you're just going through this crazy stuff of he was yelling at the crowd again. He was throwing stuff. And I'm like, dude, okay. So that was just like with Vikings players. You do the same thing. Kirk Cousins, yeah, you like that. And he'd be, you know, and, I, and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, you're just taking out of the Viking, Vikings playoff. And there's, like I said, they're pissing me off. But I always say, good for you, Jared Goff. You know, you have beat us four times in a row. Wow, someone crown him. Hey, when you win a playoff game with Detroit, and beat us 10 to 11 times in a row, then I will have respect for you. Otherwise, shut up. The Rams dumped you for a reason. Okay, that's the first part of my rant. Second part, let's get to Matt LaFleur. Matt is turning into a grumpy old guy. <laughs> After the game, he said, and I quote, we got our ass kicked, okay? LaFleur snapped in response to a Green Bay Press Gazette, Peter Doherty. By, by the way, Pete Doherty could kind of be a dick. Sometimes he asks, he, he's the guy who would be asked questions to um, uh, Rogers. What, what, is he going to retire? You know, and all that. He used to really just like find ways to stick a knife in. And I don't know why Pete's doing that other than just to get some clicks, and that's fine. But this is what he said. This is what LaFleur said. If I, they asked him, well, basically Pete Doherty said, you know, what happened? You guys were beat on both sides of the ball, offensive, defensively. You know, what? Um, what's going on? And this is what he said. And I quote, LaFleur said this, and I quote, if I knew it wouldn't have happened, that is a BS question, man. They came in and whooped us pretty good, LaFleur added. And this is per pro football talk. I got this off. They manhandled us really in every phase. So first of all, what Andy was just talking about, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You're putting Jordan Love in a bad situation. Then you're saying stupid stuff like this and getting grumpy with the press. Hey, man. You're the head coach. You should own it and say, it's my problem. I should have done better. And again, you know, he should go to the Bill Belichick <laughs> school of press conferences because, again, Belichick always says this after getting his butt kicked. Uh, he'll, he, a couple of times I've heard him say it, just like, yeah, they beat us, they kicked their butt. But this is typically what he says. He just goes, yep, on to the Raiders. And he just kind of glares at the reporters. And then the reporters will ask him again, so why did, you know, um, Miami beat you? You know, why, why they seem to dominate both sides of the, of the ball. Why, why was that? Belichick will always do this. He'll mumble something. Uh, yeah, the defense. And, uh, you know, I got to look at the tape. And, uh, and he's like, <laughs> so I'm like, do that. <laughs> do anything. Don't say that's a BS question. Just go, well, I got to look at the tape and on to the Raiders and just move on from that. Now, this has been an ongoing problem with LaFleur. So who's ever working with them, they suck 
give me the job. I will make him better. A couple years ago, he kept saying, LaFleur, when he'd get beat and we'd lose a game, he would, he, he would keep saying, I don't know, when asked a question from a reporter. I don't know. You know, and I, it drove me crazy. It's like, you don't say, I don't know, at the NFL level. Maybe if you're a high school coach, you say that, but not at the NFL level. And for whole, it's just driving crazy where he should be like saying, I have to watch the tape or I have to look at the tape. Not, I don't know. I mean, holy cheese curds, man. Don't act like some type of high school coach. Like I said, this is the NFL. Now, one more other thing, Andy, and I'll let you go here. Uh, Clay Walker. <laughs> I love Clay Walker. I think he's a hell of a player. And if we let him go and do not pay him, we are idiots. The people were mad at him about his play. He keeps making mistakes. But here's the thing. Quay Walker is like everyone in your family, okay? There's always that one person in your family who just gets away with it and you get blamed for it, okay? Quay Walker is that guy. Quay Walker is the guy right now everybody is looking at and saying, hey, you made that mistake. Now, it's a stupid rule. And the reason the rule is in, you can't run and then jump. You have to be stationary, then jump. And you can't use someone's back or you can't. It's a stupid rule. And I, the reason I say it's a stupid rule, because I looked up how many times before this rule was in place, how many block kicks there were. And when I found the entire season, six more block kicks. Six. So this isn't running, jumping, using, jumping on somebody's back. You're still not blocking kicks, okay? It's still hard to do. And the only way you can do it is if your special team sucks like ours does. But to me, that was a very, it, sure, he broke the rule, but it was very ticky-tacky at that time. And when I rewatched it, I go, okay, somebody's looking at him. Somebody is telling the refs. Watch, <coughs> excuse me, Quay Walker. So here's the thing that we need to do to help Quay Walker. Clay Matthews is one of our best players, okay? And he made a share of mistakes. Check the tape when he hit Kirk Cousins and got a roughing the passer. Uh, that was that helped the Vikings win the game or something to that effect. It was a stupid call, but it was still the right call. But here's the thing that Clay had for a little while that Quay doesn't have. So it's Clay and Quay. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so he had, Clay, Clay Matthews had Kevin Green as a mentor. And with me, you know, it's, we really need, if they're smart, which I hope LaFleur is, go out and get a retired linebacker someone like a ray lewis comes off the top of my uh top of mind a teddy brewski or a bart scott and bring one of these guys in and just have them work with uh quay walker and you know be on the sideline and, and kind of you know when he gets starting to get a little rough or something's going on he can step in so the reason I say that is because remember the Super Bowl against the Steelers. 
the Packers were getting driven on by the Steelers. They were coming back against us. And there's a famous quote and part in it still sends chills down my spine where Kevin Green called Clay Matthews over in the Super Bowl and he said, now is the time. Now is the time. And he just kept just focused on Clay Matthews. You can see those two guys, you know, just really intensely knowing that, hey, they got to make a play. And what happened? Next play, Packers defense causes a fumble, Packers recover, and that was a game-changing moment in the Super Bowl. So there's just a lot of things. Andy can get into offense and everything like that. Just one thing really quickly. If you look at last year to this year, <laughs> well, actually probably a couple of years ago when I think about it, is if you remember, we would start out the first half really, really well, and then the second half couldn't do squat. And I remember it all started – when we went to London, when we were playing the Giants, and we were up like 17 to 3 or something like 17 to 6, 17 to 3, games, the game's ready to go. We're, we're, we got this game. And then we lose because the whole second half, Giants run it down our throat, just beat us up on offense and defense, and Aaron Rodgers couldn't do anything, and we lost that game. And then from that season – Everything went downhill. Just the whole damn thing just fell apart. And it was a shame because we had a really good season and a pretty good team there. So that's it. I'm out. Andy, <laughs> anything you want to add? So you're done, John? You're done with that rant? You done? I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. Okay. A okay. uh, couple things. Uh, first thing I wanted to mention, and this has to do with in the trenches, uh, you know, our team – our actually our entire team in particular the offensive line and the defensive line in the trenches i wish that uh, they were a little bit more like mike tyson was when he was fighting and uh if you remember john uh the mike tyson fight versus vander holyfield young young mike tyson right (laughs) (laughs) right where he bit his ear off Yes. And actually, supposedly, and I thought he hadn't eaten it, but I believe he ate it too, which is kind of gross. Oh. Later on. I thought he spit it out, but my point is, I wish we would have that sort of mentality in the trenches mm-hmm. and we needed more of that, more of that, you know, more yeah. of that Mike Tyson-ness yes. to us. And it seems like we don't. And so that that concerns me quite a bit, especially, and I'll get into this later, after what happened last year, that last game. Yeah. yeah. And then you come and and play a game like that. And so I'll get into that exactly. in a minute. But um, the second thing I wanted to mention, um, you know, about Quay Walker and and, and what whatnot is that um, – you know, that play that you talked of in particular toward the end of the game, we had already lost the game, okay? So, yeah. They had kicked right. the field goal. If they have those points, fine. Uh, the points were taken off. Then they drove, you know, and, and scored a touchdown, whatever happened. Uh, didn't mm-hmm. matter at that point. The game was already lost. So yeah. the game was not hanging in the balance, especially the way no, we were was. playing. 
And then no. I guess if he needs a mentor, logically, uh, you know, that might even be uh, Clay Matthews since uh, his he has that oh, association. Oh, yeah, I like that. So, I like that. So maybe he could impart some of the wisdom that Kevin Green imparted on him. Now, Kevin Green was an awesome player, if, if nobody knows. Mm. Uh, everybody who had watched him play for, the, I believe, the Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and uh, he was awesome. One of the best. Uh, and the Rams. People. You forgot the Rams. Okay. So he started Sorry. with the Rams. He went to the Steelers, and then he went to the Panthers. Yep. Yeah, but he Very he good. made the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He wears a gold jacket. Yeah. Or yes, did he does? And rest rest he in did. peace, Kevin Green. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um. So, um, you know, this isn't just some guy off the street, and he mm -hmm. was again. Uh, had made some plays during his career at really important times. And he was a great player and a clutch player. So again, uh, he was, he was intense, uh, but he knew how to focus his players. And he was actually a really good coach too. Yeah. Uh, I thought, because yeah. he got the most out of his yeah. players. And that's really what you want in a coach. I wish we had more coaches yeah. like that, John. So uh, again, that walk, Quay Walker, <laughs> Quay Walker again. It's just a you know another mental mistake, um, and I'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, but um, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so yeah, yeah. my particular uh, section that that I'm gonna gonna talk about uh, when it comes to the game and what's been going on with that. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. mine's not going to be a, a more, you know, it's not going to be a rant. It's going to be more of a, like a reality check where I'm speaking okay. in truths and yeah. facts and then, uh, like just giving, giving some transparency for, for the Packer fans, because it was very difficult. Uh, it's, it's going mm -hmm. to be very difficult even doing this podcast <laughs> and talking during it because it was, it, there was a lot of emotions flowing. And I think that was the text that I sent to you, John. And it's just yeah. a lot of raw emotion, I think I called it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So mm. so here we go. So this is going to be more uh, to the tune of this, you know, this is going to be telling me telling you, the fans, from the heart, how I feel watching the team so far in 2023. Okay, so here we go. Mm. What did Matt LaFleur expect was going to happen this year? Big question mark. <laughs> He was hired as head coach on January 8th, 2019. He has a regular season record of 49 and 21, 700%, which is great. A postseason yep. record of two and three, which is about 400. Yeah. Respect, Matt LaFleur, on your regular season record. Respect. And remember, Packers Blitz fans, uh, Packers fans, we could have the Bears record right now. However, yeah. however, the run defense has been an Ugh. issue in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023. Mm -hmm. I, I think everybody knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> yes. Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur uh, has a track record of not being able to fix that particular Achilles heel for the Green Bay Packers mm -hmm. football team. I'm not making light or reference to May 30th, 2019, when Matt LaFleur suffered a torn Achilles while playing basketball. 
I'm not <laughs> making light of that. Okay. The, the Mr. Nice Guy attitude and aw shucks mentality needs to stop. I loved seeing the seething Matt LaFleur at halftime talking to a female sidelines reporter. I feared for her life as she asked the same <laughs> old cliche question, something to the effect of, your team didn't play well in the first half. What adjustments does your team need to make in the second half? I seriously <laughs> thought, seriously, seriously, Matt was seriously. going to give her the DDT, which DDT. was popularized by Jake the Snake Roberts in wrestling, by the way. Mm -hmm. John, any comment on that one? No, keep going. That's awesome. Let, let, let me put it plainly to all of us diehard Packers fans. This is in caps, by the way. <laughs> if you <laughs> cannot stop the run on defense and you cannot run the ball on offense – then mm -hmm. you will not win a lot of football games in the NFL, especially with not being able to rely on Hall of Fame quarterbacks to bail your butt out. Yeah. Matt LaFleur and the Packers front office. I watched some of the KC New York Jets football game last night. The thing that struck me was that even though Patrick Mahomes as great as he is, was throwing stupid interceptions and was yeah. having trouble deciphering the Jets' defensive scheme. How about that? Yeah, he didn't. Uh, and he didn't the KC defense was making even Jets quarterback Zach Wilson look good. The Chiefs were somehow able to win the, the ball game by doing what? What? Running the ball. Running the damn ball. The Chiefs were able yep. to pivot quickly and run the ball down the Jets' throat to the tune of 204 rushing yards and Isaiah Pacheco's 20 rushing attempts and 115 yards. He also had a touchdown, by the way. Why can't the Packers do that? Why can't the Packers do that? Why can't the Packers do that? <laughs> well, well... I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Joe Barry cannot even make a simple adjustment like putting eight in the box during the end of the Atlanta game where they were gashing us over and over and over and over again. Packers fans, that wasn't just me saying it. Multiple, multiple NFL experts slash insiders said the same thing during and after the game. This right. Is this is fact, not fiction. But strange that a defensive coordinator in the NFL couldn't say to himself, mm -hmm. F it. We're going to make Desmond Ritter beat us and throw over the top. We're going to man up on the receivers. And we're going to fill the box with nine to stop the run if we have to. That inexcusably did not happen. John, any comment mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, I... Is a, yeah, the thing that just drove me crazy was, okay, this might be a little bit off topic. The past two games, the Atlanta Falcons have scored a total of 13 points. 13. Yeah. Uh, Ritter's been uh, <laughs> intercepted at least four times. He is yep. not a good quarterback. Uh, nope. They're thinking and, about benching him. They didn't 
when they try, they couldn't run against Detroit. It, it was a whole different team. And then they go in against Jacksonville, and they couldn't really run against Jacksonville. And I'm looking, and I'm kind of watching the highlights, and I'm going, oh, well, I see why. Because every time someone gets to the outside, that, that same SHIT that they tried with us, there was a linebacker, there was a safety, there was a corner that crashed down and stopped it. I mean, they just couldn't. They, when they look like all world against us, they look like the Falcons. <laughs> and that just drove me nuts because those two defensive coordinators went, well, we're going to let Desmond Ritter beat us. So we're going to put eight in the box, you know, and we're going to bring the exactly. safeties up. And we're gonna, right? And we're going to do that. And so if you get behind us, well, you're going to kick our butt. But I doubt you can. And I'm, I dare you to throw. And he did. And he got intercepted. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> come on, Joe Barry. What are we doing? Exactly. Yep. Okay. So um, that leads me to my final thing. Uh, Green Bay is a great place to live. The people there are very loyal and good, respectful to others. The hometown team, your Green Bay Packers, are, are like that. However, in the NFL, in the business of the NFL, it is cutthroat. Being nice doesn't win championships in the NFL. You have to be able to make adjustments as players, as a coaching staff, and as an organization. Players like uh, cornerback Rasul Douglas. Yes, I'm calling you out, Rasul. Oh, yeah, man. He had a bad game. Needs He needs to stop jumping routes because even Jared Goff and the Lions coaches knew you had the ten tendency to do that on a particular route. Change. Matt LaFleur needs to find a different defensive leader and defensive scheme to correct the flaws. Change. Mm -hmm. The organization yeah. needs to find leaders through the draft and free agency mm -hmm. that are like Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. Yeah. Uh, that guy, uh, no nonsense approach to football and with a high football IQ, not Quay Walker. <laughs> I am not talking He's about. Not ready. Uh, again, another not dumb ready. penalty at a crucial time because you don't know the rules on a field goal kick which we already talked about. And so change and change now. Dang it. So any comment on that, John? No, you're, abs you're absolutely right. We do have veteran leadership. Preston Smith, I don't know what he's doing out there. He, he sh We have Devondre Campbell. What is he doing out there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, those are two yeah. guys that at Rashawn Gary – I'm going to listen to Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary is a very passionate guy. From uh, I was watching some interviews with him, and he was not happy after that game. He would look like he was going to punch somebody in the face. And I'm like, yeah. okay, there you go. Let let yeah. That's what you need to do. And yeah, and, and Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. He was a turnstile. Kenny Clark. Yeah, he was getting Kenny was not Clark. getting off his blocks. There were several times I was watching the game, and he was getting caught up in the block and did not get off the block to make the tackle. Yep, the guy was already two, three yards past him. And he's like, uh, yep. uh, you know, oh, right, where right, you right. go? You know, it's like seriously, yeah. guy, 
pay attention to what the heck you're supposed to be doing and tackling yep. the runner. Right. You know? Right. So right. that was the whole thing. It's like he's supposed to be one of our better players. Step up. Yeah. Start acting like it. Yeah. Start playing like it. Seriously, you're yeah, getting yeah. paid the bag. Start doing your yeah, job. Yeah, yeah you definitely Those get guys, the money. Exactly. And he's not earning it. He's not. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, the whole team, uh, their PFF yeah. grades were horrendous. Horrible. And yes. And so when you don't even have really anybody even in the 80s or 90s, um, mm. that's that's ridiculous. You know, they had right. a few guys in the 70s, whatever. But it's not good enough. It's not good enough to win football games. No, so. no, it's not. On a, on a positive note. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. I, I, I did really appreciate the team and Brian Gutekunst uh, taking a really big swing and trying to prove the team's flaws by acquiring a season-slash-game-changing player like Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. I'll bring him up over and over and over again. Goody was not <laughs> worrying about hurting feelings and was not trying to address and was trying mm -hmm. to address a deficiency on offense. So he didn't care about that. That's the attitude that we yeah. need to start taking. Don't right. don't you know people should be fearing for their jobs right now. And somebody yeah. needs to put the fear of in them. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. That, that's what the Packers need to do right now. Stop worrying about the small town niceness brand and start worrying about mm -hmm. winning NFL championships. Mic drop. Hey, <laughs> Any comment on that? Any comment no, on that, we've already talked. We've already yeah, talked we about have. this in previous episodes. We, we can't go backwards, okay? This is not we, – we can't do that anymore. It, there's no rebuilding, right? It should be retooling. But you look at teams like San Francisco. They lost some key guys, but they just found a way to draft and develop and to put guys in key places. Uh, Philadelphia. Most of that team in Philadelphia, I was watching some highlights. I was like, they don't really have a guy. They have a bunch of guys that if someone starts – you know, to get down or not doing their weight, you see other people bring them up. And, you know, I, I, right now, I hate to say this, but when the Philadelphia is playing the Washington Commanders, the, the Commanders, in my opinion, don't really have a quarterback. Yeah, kind of offensive line. Yeah, pretty good defense. Yeah, pretty good coaching. And they're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Philadelphia and if it wasn't for a couple of mistakes by a young team uh, with the commanders, they might have won that game. <laughs> and their quarterback, they should have won it. You know, Howell, yeah, Howell is not a world beater. He's not the next Mahomes. You don't see a burrow in him. You don't, you see him like, oh, he's a guy. He, he'll, you know, eh, it's okay. But he's still a rookie quarterback and he's still. Went toe to toe with Philadelphia and didn't back down. And Philadelphia is one of the ultimate physical teams out there. And then we take on Detroit, and we look like a JV team. And that to me is just that has no excuse for the coaches to you know they should be pissed and they should be. Like you said, Kenny Clark, if you're not going to play and you're going to be a turnstile, guess what? The trading deadline's coming up, and guess where you're going to go. <laughs> we'll ship it a freaking Cleveland or something, which, which is a good play. 
you know, someplace where you're just going to be in mediocrity the rest of your career. So, again, it's just, oh, it, it, it's just frustrating. It's just getting frustrating. The same old, same old. And beaten by the Lions four times in a row? Come on. No, so, I'm done. So, so we're going to recap. Yeah, we're going to speed this up. Yeah, yeah. So, again, again, Packers fans, as everybody knows, a 34-20 loss to the Lions at home. Uh, But before I start the recap, uh, there were several reasons why John and I did not do the podcast immediately after the game. Number one, vomit was still in both of our mouths. Number two, the first half was – was uh, elevating both of our blood pressures, which in turn mm-hmm. increases our risk of heart attack and stroke. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. The Not third good. thing, both of our utter amazement that mm-hmm. a team that had lost and was eliminated from the playoffs by the same team at Lambeau Field to end their season could show up on Sun on uh, Thursday night and play mm-hmm. like that. The Green Bay After Packers big players. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Packers players especially should be ashamed. The lack of payback, mm-hmm. the lack of intensity, the lack of fight, the lack of change in outcomes. Uh, mm-hmm. Any comment on that quick before no, we just start? No. Okay. So we're going to do a brief no. overall recap. Here we mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're losing intensity here. Okay. So Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports said it best. And here's a quote from him. It's just pretty awesome. The last time the Detroit (laughs) Lions looked this good on a big stage, Barry Sanders might have been in the backfield. Or maybe it it was back when TVs were in black and white. Lions fans (laughs) might not know what to do with themselves after Thursday night. After a 34-20 victory, the Lions look like the clear favorite in the NFC North. They haven't won a division title since... 1993. <laughs> so how long ago is that, John? That's 30 uh, years ago. 30 years. Long Holy time. cow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was an end quote from him. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. Uh, make no mistake. The Lions won the game in the first half. In fact, the Packers might have lost the game even before the game started. When a little green and yellow rapper called Lil Wayne <laughs> led the led his team out of the tunnel and made it look like the Packers weren't taking the game seriously. <laughs> it was not Wheezy's fault. Like no, many of us not. Packer fans would have done, he was just living the dream. However, yeah. he just looked out of place. Many fans yeah, commented did. that they thought it was a make-a-wish kid at first. <laughs> the, Packers, the Packers end up giving the Lions a make-a-wish uh, gift by losing the game and handing the division to them this year. The Lions' wish was granted. The first half, along with pregame antics, were both simply pathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of that, about that, John? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I, that's, that's pretty good, wasn't it? I have to pat myself on the back. Okay, here we go. There you go. Pat, pat, pat. Okay. So, so 
we lost the game by halftime. So I was just going to go through the halftime stats, and here, here, here they are. Just, yeah. just look at the, just listen Do to these it stats quickly. <laughs> Packers fans. Oh, I mean, this makes a lot of sense that we lost the game. Uh, the Lions had 27 points at halftime. We had three. Uh, 15 first downs for the Lions. We had three. 20, 284 total yards to 20 for the Packers. 163 passing, 13 for the Packers. 121 rushing for the Lions, seven for the Packers. 20 plays for the Lions, five for the Packers. Jared mm. Goff, not sacked once. Remember, John, we talked about this. Mm -hmm. No pressure. Yep. Zero sacks. And our guy, of course, was sacked four times by halftime. Mm -hmm. Time mm -hmm. of possession, Lions at 19 minutes and 41 seconds, and the Packers were at 10 minutes <sighs> and 19 seconds, so about double the time of possession. So basically a total beatdown. Heard a lot of that. They kicked our butt. Uh, we have to do some soul searching. Whatever. Um, that's what I say to that. Very mm -hmm. interesting facts, conclusions about this debacle of a game in the first half. The first 22 Packers offensive plays, we had minus one yards of total offense. Yeah. Wow. Minus one. <laughs> That's Green Bay got, got his first down. We got our first down on a third and four with 7.45 left in the second quarter because, get this, Detroit committed a five-yard penalty, yeah. a neutral yeah, zone yeah. infraction. So it wasn't because uh, we got it on our own. It was because of oh them. Oh, my God. Yep. So basically, no pass game, no run game in the first half. Uh, cannot protect Jordan Love. Absolutely no defense. Side note, I understand that off the offense sucked and gave the ball back to Detroit right away, right away. But the Green Bay Packers defense couldn't stop the Lions offense either. So let me put it this way. Oh. The Lions were a volcano ready to erupt, and the Packers were unable to prevent that eruption from happening like they could. The Packers mm -hmm. are not as good as the Lions are. They have proven that in the last several meetings, as John just said, front office, coaching, offense, defense. John, a sad, a sad state of affairs. <laughs> Do you have yes. any comments to that? Nope. Keep going. Okay. So I am stopping the game recap. The second half was better. Go back and watch that if you'd like. In the end, why? the Packers lost. <laughs> they lost 34-20. I don't know why. And the division, they've lost the division if they do not start playing better against the Detroit Lions and the rest of the league. The Bears are done. Even though the Vikings beat the winless Panthers, they are done. Come on. They're done. That leaves the Packers and the not-so-cowardly not Lions. After that butt whooping, why would anyone pick the Packers to win anything? Mm -hmm. John, Packers fans, my last comment will be that the true diehard fans need to reclaim Lambeau Field. There were way too many Lion fans in yeah. attendance, way yes. too many. This was not true, uh, a true home game for the Packers. This should not be Ford Field West ever. John, comment on that. There was a lot of articles, yeah. that, by the way. Yeah, I'm calling out you Packer fans out there. I'm calling you out because we can't let this happen because 
you know what this is like? We say it at the beginning of every podcast, the 80s. In the 80s, you would see Chicago fans, Detroit fans, uh, Vikings fans, everybody else who played us made up a good majority of Lambeau Field. That's how we sold out in the 80s. We would no way to hell sell out if it wasn't for other fans coming to see us get our butt kicked. And that's why they came. We can't allow that to happen again. You know, at other stadiums, you know what they do to fans who do that? They put you up in the nosebleed seats as far away as possible. When I've gone to Tampa and Minnesota and Soldier Field, I couldn't get a ticket even closer than like the second uh, uh, like area. I was like at Tampa, for example, I was so far up, I could barely see the field. And that's what they do. But at Lambeau, they were like, oh, what the heck? Money is money. But no, you got to be like, oh, you're, you're a Lions fan or you're a whoever fan. There you go, pal, because <laughs> there are upper deck seats way up there. That's where you're sitting. And if they take over, you got to remember, Packer fans, we're back in the 80s again. And Andy and I have made a promise to you and to ourselves, Packer fans all over the world, we're not going back to the 80s. It's not happening. We got to get back on the title track and we got to do it now before we fall too far and we're right back to where we started again. So let's get in the game preview because now I'm like, oh boy, you're not going to like what I'm going to say about this. <laughs> oh, I'm geez. sorry. I'm negative tonight. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll read this since you read so much, Andy. I'll take over like, your voice a little bit of a... Uh, uh, I know it so, sounds like you need some oxygen or something though, John. I got some bourbon. I got some bourbon. Blah, All right. So. Blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> uh so game five preview. Uh Packers and Raiders. Oh boy. <laughs> Monday night football, ABC 715. Monday, October 9th. Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Oh, boy, you're not going to like me about this. Green Bay's favored by two. Oh, boy, that's a shocker. We've been favored by one or two points pretty much every game. Over under 44.5. Okay. Andy, you need to rescue me from this. Okay, so I'm trusting in you this, my friend. <sighs> the Raiders okay. have lost two games in a row. Okay. Devontae Adams is not happy with the Raiders because he sees his career going down the toilet. Josh Jacobs is not really having that year he thought he would have to give him the big money because he signed a uh, one-year deal. Uh, not doing too well. Uh, Grappolo or Crapolo, he's in a concussion. I don't know if he's going to come out. But Andy. I don't think we win this game. And the only reason I don't think we win this game is because, one, I see Devontae Adams having a career game if Jair Alexander does not play. And since we can't stop the run, 
Josh Jacobs just going off and just padding his stats. So, Andy, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Let's yeah. Um, well, <laughs> you know, I'm not to get ahead of myself, but I think the Packers are going to win this game. Uh, Ooh, so I'm going to okay. go through some of those yeah, things. And this point. is just a little preview. So I'm going to be Mr. Obvious right now. You're Mr. Obvious. Yeah. So the first thing, uh, your Green Bay Packers really need to win this game. Yes. Go three and two before the bye week, uh, which is week six. Uh, You cannot lose to the one and three Raiders. You just can't. So I'm just going to be Mr. Obvious on that. Second thing is I'm going to be now Captain Obvious. Uh, The (laughs) Raiders are dead last at 65.3 yards. Uh, per game rushing. If the Packers cannot stop running back uh, Josh Jacobs in the Raiders run game, we cannot stop any team's run game. So they are ranked dead last, 32nd. Uh, The Packers, by the way, uh, Packers Blitz fans, uh, Packers fans are 30th. So we're second to last (laughs) in that. Um, Third thing uh, that I wanted to mention uh, in a little preview of the game, uh, defensive end Max Crosby for the Raiders is an absolute game wrecker. The Packers need to find a way to limit his disruptive power. Uh, Max's uh, 2022 stats, last year's stats, I just wanted to read off a few of these. 12 12 and a half sacks, 89 tackles. Remember, he's a defensive end. Uh, 22 Mm -hmm. tackles for loss. 22. Uh, he even had, he even had a black kick. So I just mentioned a few of the things that he accomplished, kind of the mm-hmm. top four. Uh, that's pretty pretty. He's he's just a tremendous player. So you got to do whatever you got to do to stop him. Uh, yep. You know, have an extra tight end on that side, uh, chip him. I, I don't know. Roll your hey, your pass blocking toward his side. I, I don't know what you do, but he's he is he's a game wrecker. So uh, the fourth thing again, uh, John had mentioned uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams. Uh, his stats so far this this year in 2023 mm. is pretty impressive. 33 receptions, 397 yeah. receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns. So he hasn't skipped a beat. Uh, no. And we all we all miss you, Devonte. Come home. Um, just want to mention that. So really, really quickly about really quickly about that. Someone yeah. did a funny. I don't know if you saw this. Someone did an article that Devonte Adams, one of the places that he he was rumored to be traded to was yes your green bay packers <laughs> yeah i just don't see that happening That's, no 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 we can't no. afford him we can't afford yeah, him plus i'm sure he's too smart i think he's gonna pick a place yeah. where there would be he's a, gonna go to like you know, philly or kansas yeah. city <laughs> yep Maybe try to win a title or at least have a, you know, Jordan is not a top 10 quarterback, so he would be going to some place that would have one. So maybe even top five. Um, So the fifth thing I wanted to mention, the the Raiders score 15.5 points a game. That's it. The Packers score 25 points a game. Uh, The Raiders allow uh, 25 points per game, and the Packers allow 24 (laughs) points per game Jeez. when a football uh, fan sees just the points scored and the points allowed it tells you the Raiders are a below average football team which they are 
And it tells you the Packers are an okay, mediocre football team. Uh, the Raiders have have won week one. They won 17-16. They lost week two, 38-10. They kind of got blown out by, the, I think, Buffalo, the Bills. Uh, they lost yeah. week three, 23-18, pretty close. And last week they yeah. lost 24-17, I believe, to the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, LA Chargers the week before they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers um, and then Buffalo and then the first game. I can't remember who they play the first game again. Can't remember. Yeah, so except for one week, they've been in they've been in most of the majority of the games. So that leads me to my leads me to my prediction. I I predict the Packers are gonna win. They're gonna win uh, 27 to 17. Uh, I'm really hoping that's going to be the case. Uh, so far this year, I've done okay predicting. I think I'm three and one. So hopefully, I'll be four and one after this. Uh, like okay. John said, Jimmy Garoppolo was out last week with in concussion protocol and still is. Uh, Devontae Adams is also nursing a sore shoulder or some shoulder injury. Uh, hmm. The Raiders D is better, but still not good. So the Packers win. Packers win. So, John, do you have a prediction then for the game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so last week. Oh, you're not going to be a homer this time, huh? No, no. no. <laughs> last week, I had to, I hope I'm wrong. Last week, I had the feeling we won the 24-23 or something like that last second field goal. Obviously, I was very wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm – I hopefully I'm very wrong about this. 30 – 31-17 Raiders. They just dominate. Oh, wow. We, just go, we go back. I told you, Devontae Adams has a career day. Josh Jacobs has a okay. career day. And Packer fans, we're going to lose our stuff <laughs> if this happens. Uh, because that means the Raiders are doubling their points. It means that Garoppolo is killing us, and we're basically a team that is not ready and going to have a long rest of the season. Now, I hope I'm yeah. wrong, but yep. that's, that's what I'm saying. But again, so, remember, remember, John, and this is what I was going to do with our conclusion, so I'll just read this off. Yeah. Um, yeah, this ahead. is kind of how I feel, and this ties in. That's why I'm going to start right away, if you're all right with that. So, uh, sorry, Packer fans. Uh, not a whole lot of positivity or juice during the Packers Blitz podcast today. Sorry. Um, nonetheless, it was a rough week <laughs> for Packers Nation. Uh, hopefully this week will bring a much-needed victory against the Raiders. So yeah. this is what I wanted to talk about, John. So when we oh, win boy. this week, it will again prove that it's going to be a roller coaster up and down oh, yeah. season. So when loss win loss this week win then a bye week follows in week six and a trip to denver in week seven and a home Mm -hmm. game against minnesota in week eight this is the stretch of games that the packers have to win all three yes have to win these they have have to. to how sweet would it be for the pack to have a record of five and two going into that home matchup against the LA Rams on Sunday, mm. November 5th. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give us some hope. This is, this is my hope that, right. uh, that we it. can will ourselves. I we we need to continue the roller coaster uh, just and, and stop <laughs> doing it after this week. So we're going to win this week. Yes. 
you know, win, loss, win, win loss, win. We're winning this week. And then we're going to rattle off a couple more wins. So hopefully. We'll see how things go. <laughs> we'll see how oh, things go it. on Sunday, won't we? So, so. Uh, yeah, so I love it. We'll end in a positive note. I will keep the positive vibes going. Uh by the way, Packer Blitz fans, I will be at the Bike Queens game on October 29th. I will be trying to do a live feed with Andy. We're going to try something. If it <laughs> works, great. I'll try okay. to the game because uh, we like playing the Bike Queens, and that's going to be a heck of a game because, you know, what Andy said, we'll stay positive. But just to wrap things up here, Andy has to do some family things, and we got to get going here. So, Here's the thing I want to say again. To keep us positive, what you need to do is subscribe and hit five stars so we can continue to do, hopefully bring some energy and some positivity back to the Packers. And also, you, listen to us on YouTube. Make comments. Hey, you think Andy and I are wrong or you kind of buy into what we're saying? That's okay. You know, we want to hear that either way. And, and make sure when you uh, have anything you want to say to us, go to PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. That's PackersBlitz80 at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Say anything you want to say. Future topics. Again, if you think Andy and I are way off, please let us know. If you think we're right on, let us know. So, also, I will start a, a Joe Barry petition to get him fired if we lose against the Raiders. Um, I'll figure that out and get that out there because if we lose against the Raiders and lose 31-17, oh boy, we're in big trouble, right, Andy? <laughs> we will be. Yeah, All you right. can't lose against the Raiders. You just can't. So we, mm. we won't. No, we will not. We will not. Let's keep those positive vibes going. Andy, thank you for another great podcast. I, I plan on being more positive on the next one because we will have a win. Right, Andy? Correct. <laughs> Correct, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. Love you. And I will talk to you later. Love you, go John. Pack go. Go, back, go. <laughs>